Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Supercoach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to talk about my Round 8 team discussion, all the Q&As that you guys have sent in, and being Thursday night, all the ins and outs, and there's been some massive in and outs, and we'll get into that in a moment, but as always, check us out on all the platforms. We've got Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, and the big one, Twitter, Supercoach Insider 100, or if you want to get hold of me directly, Swizz26. Now, I've had a few comments about the weekly shirt. This week, I've got, uh, what have we got here? Dave's takeaway in Port Douglas. I thought, shout out to one of my work colleagues, Jason, for bringing this back from his trip. Um, and on the back, it's got the old, uh, what a difference a Dave makes. So uh, th- shout out to you, Jace. Appreciate that. Shout out to our sponsors as well, Splash Vodka and Earn You. Ben will have some big news on another sponsor. We'll release probably on Tuesday if he doesn't do that beforehand. But as I said, you know, some big ins and outs. So let's get into that. So we've got the two Friday night games this week. The first one kicking off is the Port Adelaide Western Bulldogs, which should be the uh, Channel 7 game. Uh, The Port have only dropped out Dersma. No ins as yet. Obviously, one of those will be a sub. And currently sitting on the bench is Dersma, McEntree, Lucky Jones, or I think that's Ollie Lord. So you would expect Dersma will be the emergency there. And for the dogs, the in Scott and Buku Karnis. For the outs, Shaki, Wallace, and managed Marcus Bontempelli. Massive news there about Bont being uh, managed, especially for a big game for the dogs, because Borden and Bulldogs obviously struggling a bit compared to what they've done the last couple of years. So, yeah, very interesting that they've decided to manage and wonder if there's something a bit more up with that. Might explain a bit of his forward time. Uh, we've got Crozier, West, Cleary, and Sweet as the subs. You would probably think it's going to be Crozier or West who will come in there. Fremantle North also on Friday night, slightly a bit later because of being in Perth, it'll be about an hour afterwards. Obviously, it'll make it hard. Uh, a little of those um, to kind of loophole a bit because we'll only, if you are trying to loophole, I guess, a Fremantle North from a Port Adelaide doggy game, because um, you'll probably only have an hour of data there. But Fremantle ends a young Chapman, a Miss Henry, and Sean Darcy is back. Out, Acres, Logue, Meek, uh, Frederick, Lobb, and Collier. And for North, in, Core, McKay, Anderson. Out, Aidan Bonner, uh, Mah- Mahoney, uh, Bergman, and Larky being suspended. Uh, sitting there on the subs, we've got Erasmus, who's in that first sub spot. So a few people are looking at bringing him in. Um, so that could really stunt his uh, cash projection. So, yeah, definitely one to watch there. And uh, for North there, they've got uh, Mahoney, Powell. I think Hayden McGuinness won't get the nog there. Um, so, yeah, not a lot changes with that. Interesting, uh, Flynn Perez, who I did bring in last week, is still in the side, which is good. Brody's been named in the midfield. We've got Lukey McDonald at half back. The interesting one for a lot of people is... Nathan O'Driscoll is named back on that wing, um, obviously with Chapman and Young back. So, yes, Nod hasn't been scoring as well down in the back line um, and something that a lot of people have been looking at what to do with Nod this week. Playing North Melbourne and named back on that wing definitely could mean he is a hold. Moving on to Saturday, and we've got the Tigers and the Pies. Pies have brought back Henry and Bianco for Brown, Imagine and McGuinness. And for the Tigers, in comes Dusty Martin. And then Trent Cochin as well. Out Ross, RCD, and Sydney Stack. 
The first emergencies for both teams are Pickett and Pulkar. Um, I don't think the Pies are going to be like naming a Mason Cox there. So, yeah, you probably think they're most likely subs. Um, the big ones with that, Dusty Martin is currently named at full forward. You probably think he's going to give some time um, to get back into it. And, and, yeah, so he probably will play in a bit of time in the midfield. But Jaden Short has also been named back in that midfield. Uh, the Pies have came out today. There's a bit of gastro, I think, going around with the with the team. Taylor Adams and Dacos have both been named but struggling with that. Um, so that's a big watch there for the Pies. And I know a few people are looking at what they should do with Dacos because, obviously, he's now averaging the same as his break-even. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's a big watch come on Saturday morning. And then the other one that's interesting, I know I've had some questions over, is Darcy Cameron. So, yes, he's named Ruck with Begg starting on the bench. We've got Sydney versus the Gold Coast Suns. Logan McDonald and Paddy McCartan is back in for Cunningham, Bell and Reed, And Rory Thompson after about 15, 14, 1500 days. Welcome back to him. Uh, a few people have asked, is he an option? I wouldn't go there, especially first week. Um, he was never a big scorer anyway, but it's just good that he's back playing footy. Out Davies, McPherson and Jeremy Sharp. Uh, Luke Parker currently named on the half forward flank with Heaney and Rowbottom in the middle. Um, and any other interesting news there? No, Suns as normal. First emergencies of Bell and Atkins in that game. Will Gould is still on the emergency list. Yes, he does exist. We've got GWS Geelong. Giants have made only the one change out to Ball, who was the sub last week. Geelong, massive changes. The outs, out, injured. Joel Selwood, Dalhouse, Holmes. Oliver Dempsey dropped after his 12 last week. I know a few people went early on him, so that's unfortunate for those people. And Sean Higgins out injured as well. The Cats have brought back Cooper Stevens, Francis Evans, Quinton Narkle, and Patrick Dangerfield is back. Paddy is one to watch. They've named Dangerfield in the midfield. Um, obviously still a high break even in the 400s. Could be an interesting watch as a later on M8, M9 for a bit of value, depending on how he comes back from that injury. Excuse me. Um, Oliver Dempsey has been named in that first sub position at the moment, and so was DeBoer. You would think the Giants will go DeBoer. Uh, Brando, Riccardi, and uh, Fahey is the others. Dempsey, I think it's Kinnaneth, uh, Zach Guthrie, and Radagalea. So it's actually quite a couple of tools, and then Zach Guthrie's a chance to be the sub, but they could go Oliver Dempsey. Um, which obviously will stunt that growth even more because I think he scored like a 12 last week. Essendon Hawks on the Saturday night. Bombers Brian Hind out Stringer Baldwin and Cox. The Hawks have brought back Denver Granger Barras. I've seen him pop up in a few teams. Harrison uh, Harry Morrison and Josh Ward is back for those who have hold. Um, out Connor McDonald played all right last week and that, but. Um, could be a, open up a loophole for some people who have still got him. Nash, Howell, and Shields. Um, and the bench, or the emergencies, the Bombers got Zach um, Thurcher, Ham, Baldwin, and Francis. This is a bit of a toss-up on which way they go there for the sub. The Hawks have Howell, Nash, McDonald, and Shields. I would think McDonald won't be named, but just watch that because uh, for those who might be using him as a loophole, um, just make sure he doesn't be named as the sub on Saturday night. Brisbane West Coast, at the moment, we do not have the teams. They will be announced sometime tomorrow afternoon, evening. I believe they're down to 21 listed players, and Matty Knights is coming back for his first game as coach. 
Uh, I think that's back before the Bombers won their last final. Um, so no, welcome back to Matty Knights. And I think I was looking at a market there on Sportsbet and all, as always gamble responsibly. But uh, the biggest margin in AFL-VFL history is 190 points and there is a market for Brisbane to win by more than 300. was 2,500 to 1. It's come into 1,000 to 1. So um, it looks like a few people are thinking that Brisbane might break all sorts of records, but I believe there's going to be a bit of rain around. Um, so just watch that for those people who are trying to gamble or whatever. Um, so don't have a huge a lot of news on that. We do know, unfortunately, Greg Clark is out COVID-related um, protocols, so that is a big one. Uh, we expect Dixon to be first ruck um, with uh, Stradadick, or as I call him, as I call him Stradaldick, um, Stradraka. He'll be out as well. Um, so they could bring in, uh, you know, maybe another option from their um, supplement list, but we will see what happens there with West Coast um, because they have obviously been hit with injuries and COVID again. Uh, I know I've had a few questions about Jared Berry for those who are still holding him. Uh, yeah, do you keep him this week? So we'll, we'll get into that in a moment. And the Sunday, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day for all those mothers out there. Uh, Melbourne in Neil Bullen, uh, Bailey Laurie, Petty, Pickett, Jackson is back, and Sparrow out Malcolm Smith, Chandler. Uh, Bailey Laurie's a new player. And for the Saints, uh, Joyce Marshall, Burns, and Zach Jones is back. Leonet is out. Uh, and then for the Saints there, we've got on the, it's an extended bench. So uh, Patton Long, Zach Jones, Higgins, wing hanger, uh, a wind hanger, um, which I know a few people brought him in, um, is in that fifth spot at the moment, Joyce, Burns and Campbell. So just watch that. And for the Ds, you've got Jackson, Bedford, Laurie, Weedham and Dunstan, Neil Ball and Sparrow and Pickett on that extended bench. Lucky last is Carlton Adelaide. No George Hewitt which is an unfortunate because he is very highly owned in our defense. Uh, Motlop, Boyd, Dow, and Williams come back in, out Stocker. For the Crows in Davis, uh, Saligo, Rao, Pedler, Mitch Hinge is back in, and Will Hamill out. Brody Smith injured, Mac Henry injured, Matt Crouch has been dropped, named in the sandfall. Uh, for the Blues, Jack Carroll, the few people are looking at, he has been named on the wing. Um, we have Mitch Hinge up against him on the wing at the moment, so we know Hinge is definitely playing with those extended benches. Um, Cottrell, Motlop, Dow, Boyd, Newman, Matt Kennedy, Owies, and Jack Silvani after his comments last week about North. Um, they all find themselves on the extended bench. And for the Crows, uh, Gallant, Davies, Saligo, Frampton, Schoenberg, Cook, Pedler, and Rowe are all on that extended bench. So obviously they'll all be confirmed tomorrow. So, yes, some big changes with, obviously, the Bont in particular out. Um, I know a lot of people, not as many in, in the past, but I think there's still a, a large percentage that has um, Marcus Bont and Pelly in their team. If I uh, get that up for a minute. So, uh, yeah, that, that will be interesting. What is the Bont sitting at? Over 10% still. So, yes, that, that will be interesting. And then um, with Hewitt still not being named, um, they did say it was going to be just a minor calf. That's kind of why I traded Cripps when I when he did um, th that little hammy because I always think, you know, it's always more than one week. But on Cripps, he who's come back and absolutely dominated. But Hewitt obviously struggling a little bit more with that calf. So, yes, that will be interesting. On to my team. So, unfortunately, last week, scored 23-86. 
Um, and that was because of a last-minute change from Gorn to Oliver Captain. Um, I've got to stop doing this to myself. Um, um, I think I was, I was playing winter cricket, went and did the toss, came back, changed my team, and yeah, and then was scrambling on Sunday. Talked to Ben and a couple other mates who I value their super coach opinion, and yeah, backed in McRae as captain. I was throwing up uh, Took, Dunkley, and uh, who was the other one? Oh, and Lockie Neal. And uh, yeah, everybody came back to me and said, no, you've got to get a McRae. And I was trying to think, was it just my Essendon bias wanting McRae? But yeah, unfortunately, that didn't work out. And for a couple of them, obviously, they were on McRae as well. So, you know, it was about another 100 points blown there. So I dropped about another 4,000 spots to 13,000 overall. Um, I was looking at, and I think, 400 points behind the top 1,000. And really, that's just been a couple of really sort of bad decisions over the last two weeks with my captain. I think that's cost me 200 points, 100 points each week there. Uh, the Jack Hayes sort of debacle the week before. Um, I think, you know, even last week I was looking at bringing Clark early, which has kind of worked now, um, but that was sort of 50 points on field as well. So just little moments, and it could be even like 50-50 calls. You, um, as I said the week before, driving from Hobart to Launceston and was debating between Mills and Petrarca in the car, and just because... Mills had had those two big games against North Melbourne and West Coast. I was like, well, I want to kind of set against better teams, and he is absolutely fine. So, yeah, I've ended up going Mills instead of Petrarca and that. Even that's, and well, there's 120 points the week before and another, I think, 10 points this week. So it's amazing how many little 50-50 decisions. I, I was talking to um, Emily, Supercoach Mama. I know she got on Stuart last week. Uh, I know a couple other people did the, the exact same thing. He usually has a really good standard deviation where you know you know he's going from 95 to sort of 110 doesn't usually hurt you going up in cash but those who jumped on got really lucky and those who picked him over I know some were thinking Doherty or Witherden last week um, naturally there's 100 points there they got over those other people so those little ins and outs each week it's such a difference and um, because it's so close between a lot of sides so yeah unfortunately for me it's not going as well as I want but you know, I continued to rectify it and plug away. And it was great to see some of the advice that people had asked about. They'd actually went through and did it and got some massive scores last week. I know a few people messaged me and said they got, you know, mid-2600. So fantastic work to those people. And, yeah, we'll continue to work through those Q&A. So what I've, um, what personally I'm doing this week, I'm looking again going the trade boost and that, going a bit aggressive, um, day cost out possibly was going to change with um but with the news of hewitt but i'm a bit still worried about obviously um all the rumors coming out he was possibly carrying injury last week and now the gastro and that and i just think it's just easier to discard of him and upgrade him uh, so patrick cripps comes back in my side really frustrated how well he's gone the last two weeks um but he this is the last sort of opportunity to get him he's uh he's break even i think yeah, what we got there is 29 so if you don't have Crips you kind of got to go out and get him um, so he slots in there back in the M7 and Hewitt just goes back in the back line Hewitt will loophole I've got it on uh, Perez at the moment I don't expect Perez to go that well so DeConning will most likely end up up on field but does give me the option there um, also in the midfield Lukey Parker does come in so that one is for Jared Berry I do want to keep Jared Berry because he's playing West Coast, but then looking at the Richmond game last week, where Richmond obviously flogged West Coast, um, it wasn't actually the midfielders that scored that well for the Tigers. Like uh, it was Lynch, 
167. Short did play more midfield, so yeah, he got 152. But the other, the more scores like you know, Vostum 110, Shy Bolton 139, but kicked three goals and played more forward. And that, and obviously, he goes in the midfield for for parts of it. But yeah, your actual midfielders like you know Graham, that's usually in there. Um, even the Ruckman, Curvis, Edwards, who has been struggling. Prestia did go off injured, but he was probably not going to going to be at best probably around a hundred anyway. So yeah, I'm not. I'm. I think it'll be a case where some of those Brisbane forwards, Cameron McCarthy, um, if you've got those guys, Rayner in um, drafts or. If for whatever reason they're on the um, the waiver wire, go out and get them because I think they're going to have a field day and as they score. Um, I still think Barry's probably going to go 100 this week. Could could absolutely torch me and go 150, but um, the way the lines have been going, it's sort of been Neil and then everybody else way behind. So would not be surprised if Lockie Neil comes out and scores 200 this week and some of the uh, other Brisbane lines kind of just share the pie. So, yep, so that's going on with that. Um, well done to those who brought in Luke Parker last week as well. Um, you know, the big 150, playing the Suns this week. His break-even's 50, so it's kind of... He went up the 50K last week, but, yeah, it's a bit of a now or never. I oh know, 43K last week, but, yeah, a bit of a now or never, and I think he definitely is an option as your... Well, he's going to be top six anyway, kind of the way the forwards are, um, back playing that midfield time, so... I'll um, loophole him there in there at some point when I go out and get a new mid-eight. And the other one I've brought in this week oh, was Robbie McComb. So I was looking at uh, Clark and just going a week early on him, um, but it will be McComb. I was kind of tossing up between, like, do I want McComb, Carroll, and Clark, all of them? And I'm kind of going to lean towards that. So I'd probably be now with Clark having that week off. Uh, we'll monitor Carroll this week and see how he goes. But looks like yeah, the Blues are really happy with him. Voss has been talking him up in press conferences. So, yeah, hopefully he does well in that wing. And he comes in next week and the following week Clark can come in and that'll be for sort of Ward. And, well, one will probably be Dixon next week and I'll just move one of the guys forward like Mead um, or Parker. One of them goes forward, in comes um, Carroll, and then the following week will be Ward out and in comes Clark. And then that'll be sort of my um, M8, 9, 10 coming into the buys with McComb, Clark and Carroll with the op- with the idea to try to get one of them up to get Zachy Merritt income around the buy time or it could be one of the other players if they're really popping off but um, I've kind of got my eyes on uh, Merritt and then last week yeah I talked about bringing in Clark it was a last minute decision because Rosas was being named so yeah Rosas came in and obviously brought in Cl- um, Clayton Oliver that was never going to change uh, so, on to people's Q&As this week. Thank you again for all the uh, people who have been commenting. So, what have we got here? Abdul, always Abdul. Um, Dangerfield, is having Dangerfield as an M9 too much of a luxury? Already have Cameron at F7, which I can't mention apparently. Well, obviously, I've just mentioned it there, Abdul. So, we'll take uh, one at a time. So, first one is the Geelong midfielder in Patrick Dangerfield. Now, he had that awesome first week against the Bombers, but as we know, the Bombers aren't travelling that well. So he's gone 155. Then he's gone 59, 92, 70, 79, and then out with injury. 483 with a break even of 132. Unfortunately, DeBoer's not playing in a perfect world. We'd love DeBoer to tag him. 
Um, perfect world, Dangerfield plays a little bit more forward time and picks that up at some point. If he doesn't, well, we still hope he can drop closer to 400. If he gets anywhere near 400, you've kind of got to, it's a, it becomes a no-brainer. Um, Cats, they're all in trying to win this flag. So, yeah, come on that run home. And they're finished to the year. So they play, um, uh, they've still obviously got North, but the last two rounds, they've got the Suns and then West Coast at home. That West Coast game, that last round, you hope for West Coast and their supporters' sake that they get some people back, but that could be an absolute disaster for them. So not a bad call, that. Um, but I would want him to get to around at least 440, if not less. But then at the same time, I kind of want to see his form turn around. So perfect world, you want him to probably one or two more bad games. And then by the buys, he starts hitting a couple hundreds, and then you go, okay, now I want to jump on. That's what I would be thinking with that. And your other question about Darcy Cameron. Uh, I did touch about this the other day. The hope is come round after round 11 or during that buy period, he does pull um, get the ruck status, um, which will be very handy for those of us who've got Pruce and, um, or running like a Sam Hayes or something like that. Um, and you need that little bit of back cover, um, ruck cover. Um, break even of 22, so obviously really low. So great to drop on him this week if you can. The problem is he's had the one good score, 115. Now, the other scores, he's 19, 72, 50, 37, 55, are all him playing forward. So we don't have a big sample size of it. In a perfect world, I would like to see him play one more week against you know a, a good ruckman. Um, Nank's pretty you know defensive with his rucking, so... It, I always think rucks, if they get on the field, they're scoring 80 points. If he was to go 80 this week, he's going up 27K. Not the uh, not the end of the world there um, because, yeah, still at sort of 350, 360, you can still pick him up. The problem is it's like, well, it kind of becomes more that keeper um, situation, sort of that F6, F7 to loophole. Um, so I don't like the price that much. But at the same time, if he was to come out and score big, um, yeah, you're going to be paying a bit more for him. But at least you've probably got that more security. Like the the worry is, what if he only scores 80 this week and then he goes and scores 80 the following week, and you're like, oh, I've paid sort of 330 for one of those guys. And to Abdul, and I know you had that situation with Luke McDonald earlier in the year, so I would prefer to wait and just cost myself the extra sort of 25k and look at someone more suitable. And then if he does it again, well, well done. But um, at the and the other problem with him, it's only in 230 teams at the moment, 234. So, if for whatever reason he was to um, not go that well, he's um, yeah, you're going to get cost ma- massively. On the flip side, if he goes to the roof and he was somehow score 120, 130, well, you've got a massive leg up over the other competition. So, really big risk and reward there. So, now good question. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, Dan Evans asked the same thing. Is Cameron a spud or is he going to hurt us? Uh, Matty Falls, who is the must-have this week? English, Parker, Stewart or Mills? Well, English hasn't been named again, so that's a good thing. Definitely Luke Parker. Stewart, unfortunately for the guy, as I said, about that really low standard deviation, is nearly pri- pretty well priced himself out now. Like, you're not going to go spend 600 and something for a, um, a backman as much as I'd like him. And that, I'm, I'll just wait until that 187 cycle's out, let him come down, get him up around the buy period. Um, if he somehow goes a massive 180 this week, which I don't think is going to happen against the Giants, 
you know, well, well done to those who have him, but I'd be waiting off there. And a bit of the same with Mills. Like, yeah, Mills has gone 201 footy and looks fantastic. Definitely looks like a top eight midfielder. The problem is you've kind of missed those scores and now you're paying, what, 670 for a for a midfielder. You know, there's reach, uh, there's great players and reaching for the, to get them. But at the same time, if there's value around them, we were kind of talking about the other day with some of the like the defenders, like I think for Stewart compared to say Sicily, the um it's about eighty or ninety k difference. Um, the midfielders like you still like I think Took is uh what's Tukey at now like five fifty, um no oh, sorry five ninety because he went up the uh went up last night but yeah eight, break even eighty five Took Miller five ninety, or you're gonna go pay. And I'll get the actual number here for the viewers at home. Mills, 678. So you're talking 90K. So if you would go and get, that's the sort of decision you're making, going, okay, if I spend that extra 90K, what does that stop me from doing later on? Um, and I know I've made that mistake a couple of times when I sort of reached for Hall and Doherty um, when you know I probably could have gone off and got, say, Sicily at the time or someone like that. And that sort of 50, 60K would come in a bit more handy. As the season goes on, and that's why some of those teams I see, um, I saw a couple on the weekend who have full midfields at the moment because they've managed to go, say, get Tom Green at M8 because they've used that sort of money they've saved and put it put it there on top of rookies. So, yeah, if there's value around and decent value, which there still is in the 500s, I would rather spend that than go all out and reach for those guys who have been absolutely killing it. They're going to have a bad game at some point. So, yeah, I'd go Luke Parker this week. Uh, walk me through Darcy Cameron. This is from Grimo as an option. Is he splitting his role with Beg? Is he worth it? I would turn around and say, uh, I would wait. I don't think he, the splitting of the role of the bit with Beg. Um, like Beg looked good in his first game, no doubt. Um, Cameron's getting more of that ruck time. I'm not that worried about Mason Cox. Cox did play really well on the weekend in the VFL, but he did get hold of my cousin, so... And no disrespect to my cousin because I love your ads, but um, yeah, there's a bit of a standard a guy who's a VFL ruckman versus an AFL ruckman. So yeah, I'm not that worried about Cox now coming in and dominating there. So yeah, I think Cameron will be a good option, especially if you got him in drafts. But it's there is still some sort of risk. Like yeah, is he going to be that sort of 80 to 90 guy, or is he going to do what Proust is doing and going sort of 110? And you'd really need him to go like 110 if you don't think he's going to be a kind of keeper. You, you only want him for sort of six, seven weeks to make that sort of 100, 150K and get those points on field. Um, yeah, it, I, I would prefer to wait one more week on that. And then if he does come out and score, as I said, scores 110, you've got a bit more knowledge that he could be a safe keeper. Uh, for Marcus, now that Goldstein has the number one ruck role again, could he be a pod at 414K forward ruck? Um, yeah, this is interesting because Cherry's obviously injured. Um, they went with Cherry over Goldie. Goldie did a lot of work in the preseason um, up forward and practicing his forward craft, CCJ back. Um, I I get where you're going with that, but I think there's better options. Like Cameron, as we are just saying, it was sort of a bit of a wait and see, but I'd prefer Cameron over Goldstein, especially you're saving 90K there. So I'll say no to Goldie. Um, I'm currently around 25k in rankings. Should I be following the pack with trade targets, Parker, uh, Parker Stewart? Um, so this is from Brenton. 
great question and we we're talking about this the other day it's a bit different when you're up the top you don't want to take as many risks because you're up there with the pack yeah if you do take a risk and it pays off you, you you could end up number one fantastic but there's a lot more risk there for what you the position you're in um, if you're down the rankings and starting to get to the point where i am do you start looking at like say a josh kelly at m8 um, or somebody like that who could absolutely pop off and great value and hope that somebody like a Stewart or Parker that people are looking to bring in fells yeah I, I don't mind that at all I think if you're playing for overalls and you're that far behind I think you've got to take risks and I, I gave the story on Tuesday with Ben that I think it was about four or five years ago and I think I was about 50th something like that of about four weeks to go and I think a lot of people were jumping on it might have been Nick Rewalt at the time and he went massive in the last week when I can't remember what player I jumped on but he ended up getting injured but in the end I think I fell to about three or four hundredth overall but to me I was going well I could just go over the pack and finish 50th um, which is like yeah great fantastic ranking and stuff but when you're that close you go well bugger it I'm going to go for it and win like what have I lost by finish 50th to fifth you know the 500th and yeah so if you're outside there's no real risk involved because who cares if you finish 25,000th or 100,000th like yeah you want to try to get up into that top pack so yeah definitely worth taking risks obviously if you're a league player it's a completely different situation uh, from Cam um, if I can get Gorn and Parker in this week using a trade boost is it worth it if it means trading jo um, Jason Horn Francis Nod Brody and sacrificing bench cover I don't like trading the Brody part as much especially because they're playing North Melbourne he's named in the midfield um, and even Nod I'd nearly hold Nod and Brody just because as I said they've been named where they're named and they should do a number on North Melbourne um, I do like obviously if you don't have Gorn like yeah getting Gorn is good getting Parker is great but I wonder if there's another way you can do that Cam even if it meant say like a way of Dacos or somebody else in that team um, to get one of those guys even if you can't get Gorn at the moment like yeah he's killing it it was awesome but we talked about that before about players what they're worth like Gorn's 677 now um, he's still got a really low break even that's probably the problem at 98 it's very manageable for him but um, could you possibly get another ruck um, or could you look at like the Proust you got your Hayes out there um, who else is Sean Darcy's going to get cheap so is there a way you can manufacture something maybe with Darcy Cameron for a few weeks to get to Dar Dar Sean Darcy and and maybe avoid Gorn or hope Gorn has a bad game at some point and get him in later on? Um, because, yeah, if you're going to have to, like, if you're trading out Brody, and what's Will Brody in at the moment? He 53% uh, of teams, and he's playing North Melbourne and playing midfield, like, he's going to probably go 100, 110 anyway. So are you actually gaining many points by doing that this week? Um, and I even think their draw still pretty good. Fremantle, um, yeah, Fremantle, who they got the week after? Gold Coast and then Collingwood. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, th I don't like that move personally. But, again, if you're that far behind, um, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with taking some risks there. Um, did get asked about Darcy Cameron again from Brian. Um, Matty G uh, and not Grimmer, Matty Guritz, uh, Cooper Hamilton, job security. Yeah, we talked about this on Tuesday with um, Hamilton playing in the back line and Whitfield's move forward, which has now allowed um, all their mids like Kelly and Taranto to go into that midfield. 
So Kelly Taranto, um, uh, Tom Green midfield, uh, Toby Green back with Whitfield up forward, and then Hamilton's there. So possibly um, some job security, but that's the problem with the Giants. If they come out and get smashed this week against the Cats, he could find himself straight out. Um, so I don't know if I kind of like that long term. If it's kind of your only option in defense, um, yeah, I kind of get where you, you're going with it from there. Uh, where is Kurt Hamilton named this week? He's named on the bench as well. So I don't know if like players like that starting on the bench, I just possibly think there's there's got to be better options. Who do we have that's still in the rookie? What is Boyd at? I think Boyd's actually gone up too much now. So, yeah, it's a bit of a problem because you might not have any anything else. Declan Mountford, defender midfield, I believe will get named this week. Um, scored 57, but again, he's probably only going to be a week or maybe another week, depending on how West Coast is going. So that's not the greatest thing as well. Rory Thompson I kind of don't like because he's just never had good scoring potential. Um, Buku for the Dogs, one game. No, Zach Reed definitely not. So, yeah, unfortunately, there's not a lot of other other choices down there. So, uh, Jordan Boyd, if he gets named on the field, 138. Yeah, like I I get the Cooper Hamilton thing, and if you if you're that desperate, yes, but don't be surprised if he's out of the side in two weeks. Uh, Parker, a must have. Yes, I think he's going to be top six. Uh, can Tom Stewart wait? Yes, yes, you can wait on that one. And going to the old Twitter. Uh, what have we got here from Michikos this week? Good old Michikos. Um, what are they going? I'm not sure if these plans still work with Clark out. Swiss haven't had a look. I'll take McComb or not yet. Oh, hang on. There was a question before that. I apologies. Um, uh, to have a chat about Isaac coming, a decent pick with Whitfield going forward. Yeah, I don't mind that so much. More drafting, but it's not, again, that's kind of one of those super pods that because of the position change could actually really work out with you. Um, Zorko, Pendles, which one would you go out of them? Uh, fit Those three fit into my buy the best. Ah, because that's, that's the story. real story there. Zorko, Cummings, and Pendles. Well, I've been big on Pendles. Um, I really like his role. Every time the Pies need to win, he's in that in the guts. Uh, we know what he can do. He's just scoring so well at the moment. So, yeah, I don't. I really like that. I really like Zorko as well. It's probably hurting Rich a bit, um, but we know how good Zorko can play. They're playing the Eagles this week. You know, I, I, he's still going to probably score well. Uh, you know, he had that twenty six early on. He does put the odd stinker in. But when he gets hot, and we saw it last year, when he gets hot, he's just he's unreal. Like he's the 133 against the Pies, the 120 against the Swans, 516, and that, that's where we're also talking before about that Stewart value, um, where he's got none at the moment. Where someone like Zorko for 100k cheaper, um, yeah, we know we know what he can do. But just looking through those scores last year, yeah, it was about this time last year, round eight, yeah, Zorko then went 105, 140, 117, 162, 122, 174. Uh, it was just like, if this guy pops off, he is fantastic to own. So I'd have him number one, Pendles two. And let's just have a quick look for Isaac Cumming to answer that question properly. Uh, so Isaac Cumming has been going. Uh, I've got to admit, it's one I haven't looked at as closely, probably because it's that Giants factor. 
73, 127, 94, 119, 87, and 135. Yeah, it kind of looks good. And yeah, if Whitfield's going to play four forward, they've got the Eagles coming up, North Melbourne. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that, mate. And that's a nearly kinds of flip a coin. But if I if you want me to make a decision for you, Zorko one, Pendles two, coming three. All right, what else we got? Oh, we have all of a sudden Twitter has just gone nuts. Um, so thank you for all those people tweeting in. Uh, so we've got Isaac's Place. Who's the better op- better option from Doherty, Sinclair, and Sicily? And out of Carroll and Macomb. Uh, Carroll's better than Macomb, but you can wait on Carroll. I don't mind getting both of them. Macomb at 102k. Uh, mature age, come through Vermont. Um, so And Beveridge has shown in the past, like last year, McNeil and Scott, who... He still has in and out of the side at the moment, so he's happy to pack those sort of guys in because they fit into his structure. Lockie Hunter being out, I think there is a place for McComb. And Carroll, as I said before, Voss has talked him up big time, so I'd have Carroll ahead of McComb for the scoring, but like both of them, Doherty, Sinclair, Sicily, I'd go Doherty first, Sicily second, Sinclair third, and only more because the Saints do have some tougher games coming up, so we'll have a look more, we'll get more knowledge about Sinclair there, not to say he isn't a bad pick because he he's been very good this year. But we saw on the weekend like they it was a, they should have beat Port Adelaide every day of the week there. But he scored an eighty five. So is it those games that they're going to start losing now? Is he going to go kind of backwards? So yes, that's the way I'd go with that one. Uh, to Corey, should I go Nod and McCartan for McComb and Sicily, or Nod and McCartan for Dylan Moore and McComb? Dylan Moore. Every week I say this to Ben, he's got to be the, one of the most underrated guys in football. And playing that forward pocket, half forward, where all we pushed up in that wing, he has been absolutely brilliant this year. If that's one that you want as a pod, get on Dylan Moore. Um, or, uh, so what's that? Knight and McCartan for uh, McComb and Sicily. Well, it depends if you kind of need a defender or if you need a forward. If you, like, I, I prefer Sicily. Uh, naturally because we know what he can do and intercept marks and he's just done it for so long. But if you're somebody who's ranked further back and you need a pod, yeah, Dylan Moore's absolutely killing it. Um, I have to cover Witherden, who I got in both weeks, as, and I can use SDK to cover in both. Yeah, the, it's kind of, I'm still looking at this query as a more of a long-term decision. I still think Sicily, it's like we expect Sicily's going to be around that mark, that sort of between sort of fifth and tenth defender continues to take intercept marks so probably the better option but there are so many good backs like as we said before Pendles and Zorko um, getting that dual position uh, where the forwards probably haven't there's not as much there's some good rookie ones that we're still carrying in Martin and and Cogs um, Brody uh, but yeah if you kind of want another forward it's hard. Yeah, so I think you've just got to sort of back your own gut with that one. But I like both options. I really do. And I, probably because there's the extra options in the the defense, I'd probably lead to Dylan Moore the more I think about it. Uh, to Anders, uh, Anders, great, his communication on uh, uh, on Twitter. So thanks every week, mate, for uh, sending a message in. Uh, Darcy Cameron is number one ruck, 330k forward. So I've obviously talked a lot about that. Is he a viable top six? I think he's going to get the ruck status. He's a good F6 with another good F7. Like, in a perfect world, you're picking Darcy Cameron to either 
pop off who and you hope that he can't becomes an f6 but realistically he's more that f7 and uh r3 kind of guy that you can keep for the rest of the year or until at least grundy comes back and give you some security in there um but he you know definitely like what am i playing this week dixon versus rossa so you know he's going to be better than them as your f6 um there's no reason why you can't do it because he's there as like that like Proust was at um, melbourne and north as the backup ruck to come in for this situation he's still going to score well in a perfect world as i said i, w- I want to have a look at one more week starter but yeah you're going to probably get him for 30 grand cheaper it's not a terrible move uh, it's a de- it's a decent move and could be a very good move shout out again to my good mate uh lukey Wanless for uh um putting uh in draft last week uh darcy on the bench even though he was number one ruck and then going to early crow against doggy and uh bragging that he was going to win and unfortunately uh that cost him the game so uh, yeah that's a that was a wanless moment uh who have we got here Cal- calza um good bombers man trade or hold day cost if he isn't named that's one he has been named but we still don't know if he's going to be a late out would we'll be trading him instead of McCart and Hinge, who should both come back in this week. Yes, both are back this week. So I don't mind the day cost trade either way. Um, if you need to bring, if you need to get someone out to bring someone in, like a Cripps or a Parker or whoever, um, and you've got the back cover, yeah, day cost isn't a bad one there. Uh, to L, uh, is Max Gorn a must currently running with Rob Proust and Sam Hayes? He's obviously um, very good to have. Um, Jackson coming back does dinty scoring a little bit but he's not a must-have like rob's still going to be a very good ruck i'd be trying to fix other areas before you worry that that's kind of that last thing i'd be trying to fix uh and as again what did we do to piss off the fantasy gods i think that's in uh relation to greg clark uh what do we got here savage freeze uh, just sent me a new message there just as as live as you can get. Uh, hey mate, love the pod, and here's my dilemma: Parker and Cripps in for Rail and Brody, or leave Rail in M8 and go Dow or Rochelle to Parker. My original plan was Rail to steal after round 12 by, and he's actually sent his team in. Uh, the midfield for him is McRae, Neil, Oliver, Parrish, Miller, Brayshaw, Petrarca, and Rail. I don't think you need my help, mate. That's a freaking awesome buddy uh, midfield. So um, I would probably go. Rochelle, definitely Rochelle, well, and Dow's not playing either. So, yeah, those two into Parker. Yeah, I think I like that. Um, like, if you want Cripps, as good as Rail scoring, Cripps is definitely going very well. Um, so it's just a question. It comes more down if you have how many trades you sort of got left there. But I don't mind that either. If you've got the cash to do it, um, get Parker and Cripps in by doing three trades, but I wouldn't be trading Brody. Um, that's the one I'd be wanting to keep hold of. So if you kind of could get rid of, say, Dacos in that situation, or if there's a way you could do the three trades and Rochelle Dow out and um, and Rail on top of that, um, I see you've still got Berry on the bench. So yeah, you probably you'd rather go Berry out than um, than Brody. So you could probably do Rail Berry and Rochelle and try to get in Cripps, Parker, and maybe a Macomb that way. Um, and you actually also got, looking at his side, he's got all the cash gas. You've also got Horn Francis there, mate. So they're the ones that will be moving on first. Um, yeah, so if, if there's a way that you could definitely keep Brody, and if depending on how much cash you've got, if there's a definite way you could keep um, Raoul, 
um, you probably actually like that's the thing with your team you don't actually really need Crips in there because your midfield's actually going so well but um, Crips to finish off your midfield for Raul mate no problems with that at all actually I'd be interested to know your rank because you are that team looks like it'd be flying at the moment so yep beautiful I think that is all the questions um, this week so thank you so much for everybody once again for sending them in it's a lot of fun uh, talking them through and hopefully some of those other questions and as I said like you know we get a lot about similar players there's probably five or six people that asked about Cameron there answer some of the other questions um, feel free to send them in to me and I'll try my best to get back to you in the next sort of 24 hours I've got a pretty busy 24 hours on uh, we've got cricket presentation not this week so but I will I'm usually on there to have a chat anyway so um, yeah no happy super coaching this weekend another big week hopefully you haven't been hit too bad for the drama especially the west coast outs and some of the Frio outs um, and yeah I, as always and I always forget this the captaincy thing and I don't even know why I talk about this because I seem to swap it every week but some of the advice at least I give it seems like people are taking so we'll go with that um, lucky Neil you need either vice captain or captain this week um, at least with George Hewitt not being named I can sort of work Neil into Oliver um, if I want to do that but I was kind of planning on going Took. Um, I think this as good as the Swans are going they have actually given up some points to midfielders too so I don't mind kind of risking that um, there's a part of me that wouldn't mind risking sort of a Brody type, but I don't think that's the option. But yeah, in a, in a, it's going to be Neil, either vice captain or captain, and it just depends on how it, um, I guess it sets up. If if Flynn Perez was to go off for whatever reason tomorrow night, and I keep Hewitt on field, um, then there's every chance it becomes Neil vice captain and captain Oliver. But yeah, at the moment I think I'll keep with Took and go Took into Neil. Um, Maxi Gorn, not as big of an option this week because Marshall is back, and I think it's going to be tag team Marshall and Ryder. Uh, Patrick Cripps is another option against the Crows, so definitely one to look up there if Neil, for whatever reason, was to fail. Um, McRae on the the bounce back tomorrow night could be a good one for some people. Um, you know, he's had two poor scores, usually doesn't have too many bad games, so I wouldn't be surprised if McRae comes back big, and especially Bont being out. Um, so that's another one to look at and I think that's probably all all the options there for this week as I said happy super coaching send send us a message any feedback always happy to hear it but apart from that all the best for round eight see you later